Last time on the Game Cola Podcast, episode 42, with the staff of Turnabout Musical guest starring, the podcast set a world record for the most people talking about Phoenix Wright in a single podcast. Matt Jonas didn't get his question read, and people randomly broke into song. What will happen this time? Find out in the exciting conclusion of the Game Cola Podcast, episode 43. We had we yeah. had one more question on the website. Oh, I've got a new question though. Oh, okay. Uh, this will Poor be a Matt quick Jonas question. is never going to get his question read. I know we'll we'll get <laughs> to it, but this is a random question that came up. Everybody, let's just go through a list and say what state each person lives in, just to see if anybody lives in the same area. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm from Los Angeles, and I just recently moved to Virginia. Um, and I'm my right house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say you're okay, from Virginia? Next. Virginia, people, glorious Republic of Virginia. Number one export is being orphan. <laughs> uh, and this is Maxwell's again. Um, I'm actually from New York, which is why I talk too fast and probably have a funny accent. Um, I was from Long Island, but I also live with Pleady and Essa in Virginia. Not Virginia's, Virginia. I'm from, yeah, um, I'm from Louisiana. Uh, we got beignets. We're good. <laughs> I guess if we're talking about state of origin. I'm from California, and then Chicago, and then Florida, and then I came to live here a couple years ago, and now I live with Maxie and Pleedy. Uh, who, who, who was next on the list? Was that Amy and Joel? Or Aaron? I don't think so. Skipped me. That's because you're a lamer. God. Jeez. Because you ditched us here on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, I'm from Virginia, and as soon as they moved out there, I moved out to Seattle. <laughs> Good choice. Avoiding them? Problem, Tom Community. (laughs) Classic, Tom. (laughs) To be fair, Tom, I don't blame you. The West Coast is the best coast. Not where he is. He's in Seattle. That is not true. Totally true. Totally true. That is a false statement. And then Joel and I, I was born in Colorado, moved to New York State, upstate New York, and then moved back to Colorado. So... Me and Joel here. Yep, I started in California, but that was only until I was like 11 years old, and I moved back to Colorado. Funny tidbit: in the musical, the uh, courthouse that Phoenix goes to um, is based on a real courthouse in Los Angeles. Since I lived in Los Angeles, I wanted it to be based yep. on one that's actually there. And they wanted a fountain. Everyone wanted any, everyone wanted there to be a fountain, so I looked for a courthouse that had a fountain, and so I picked the Stanley Mosque. So if you look up pictures of the Stanley Moss Courthouse in Los Angeles, you'll see the fountain that looks just like our fountain in the musical, and the courthouse is the same as the Stanley Moss one. And that's why Phoenix runs by Mosque Park. <laughs> it's the Stanley Moss uh, Courthouse. I didn't even know that. That was new to me. Uh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Classic try. Also, Amy? Amy? <laughs> I knew that. I didn't know the story behind it. I was just and like, oh, it's based on stuff in L.A. Okay. We, we yeah, still have to hear real. from uh, Mystery Matt, so he can tell us tales of his fantastic foreign lands. Yes. Uh, Aren't I'm... you from Mexico or something? No, he's from America. Yeah, you, 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 more like you're our shorts. But I no! You're the hat, America's your Mexico Mexico bodybuilder, and yeah, Mexico's Mexico's pants, shoes. Okay? No, Mexico has stiletto heels. No, that's South America. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, uh, uh, but in all seriousness, uh, I'm Canadian. I was, I'm from uh, the Greater Toronto area mostly, and I just recently moved to Connecticut after getting married. Hey, Connecticut, represent. So, <laughs> oh, and um, uh, FF3 girl uh, or Sarah is also oh, Joel's yeah. sister. He, she is now living uh, nearby Triforce, bud. 
she moved to Louisiana, so she was yeah. here and then is now in Louisiana. It's my uh, fault. It is your yeah, fault. We all blame you, Trey. It's all your fault, Trey. <laughs> no, guys, give me the credit. <laughs> okay, okay it's all your fault, Lucia. It's all Lucia's fault all your that fault. Sarah likes Trey. Hey, to be fair, I was there when she was all crushing on him, and it was so cute. Mm-hmm. It was oh. so sweet, it gave me diabetes. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, what about those cookies you made me make the other day? So, question five. Question five. Oh, back to the business. Yeah. This is this is the Matt Jonas question. Alright. Do they know oh. who Matt Jonas is? No, they have no one. <laughs> He's a writer for the website. Way to go, Paul. Is he part of the Jonas Some... Brothers? Oh, Lord. Uh, he is the missing Jonas is Brother. Is he the ugly one? Wait, I wonder how kidding? much he gets asked. He is the, he I thought you said Donuts bro. Brother at first. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of First waffles and now donuts. <laughs> anyway. Waffles are donuts. The Jonas question. If, yes, yes. If Mia Fey could possess any character in the series, and not just those from the Fey family tree, which character would you like to see her possess? It really boils down to who do you think Mia would look sexiest dressed up as? Easy question for me. Easy, easy question. I think if Mia could possess anyone, she should possess Lana. Why? Because no one can tell them apart, right? So she could just run around doing whatever she wanted, and everyone would still think it was Lana. Like, <laughs> she could just troll. Like, she could go up to 20-year-old Edgeworth and be like, hey, you want to go out for coffee sometime? Yeah. And, like, totally mess with him. And she would have no responsibility because everyone would think it was Lana because they're so similar. Yep, troll Mia should possess Lana. I agree. Uh, well, another question, who do you want to see with big boobs? I think Larry would enjoy that. <laughs> he would. No, he wouldn't, because she'd be chapped. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't know. Yeah. I mean, if we saw pictures of her, he'd be like, yeah. Larry would I mean, enjoy it. I mean, if you're stuff. talking to Gumshoe, do you want to say, like, hey, Gumshoe, would you like to see what Maggie looks like with gigantic boobs? No, but they don't get the boobs. They turn it. They turn into the person. They don't get No, no, yeah, they do get boobs. It doesn't boobs. work like that. They get you? boobs. Oh, they yeah. get boobs. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah, look at my question is really, who would you like to see Mia Fey cosplay as? Pretty much. How did this question turn to the size of breasts? <laughs> well, oh, it's a oh, question God. about Mia Fey. What other direction is it going to go? Okay, when Pearl, when, or, uh, Mia or Maya, I forget which one it is, uh, possesses Pearl, what is the first thing you notice? <laughs> the mole on her face. That's the first thing I notice. Uh huh. Mole on her face. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's got a female. Oh yeah. The first thing I notice is yeah the mole. The track plan in her mind. She's such a brilliant woman. (laughs) 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 The bosom of justice. (laughs) (laughs) You never see. You never see male characters get channeled or channeling. That would be a weird. I wonder if Misty Faye was wearing like a short skirt like a short channeling dress like Maya when she channeled Gregory in which case were his legs like all hairy then and like (laughs) 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 what did he think like he woke up and he was like what's going on here (laughs) or did he the stranger stranger aspects of the game I think and if a woman if a fae woman channeled a man could she then get someone pregnant I mean how does that work but it still be the woman's DNA because it's her body. But this she's topic channeling. is going to weird. Yeah, like, to, yeah, yeah. Really. We, 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 we're going to get some fan art of this one. <laughs> yes. Right. All the family to, to the To be fair, this is going weird. But to be fair, you're asking us these questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have a question. 
question for the Super Bowl again. I okay. have a question. Why are there no questions about art? Because <laughs> dun, dun, dun. nobody likes us, Maxie. <laughs> Tell us about oh your, your process in, in creating art. Right now. Oh, look, oh. they have a question about art. I trolled for it. Hi. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not good interviewers, that's why. <laughs> Let's do it in order. Let's do Maxi, then Mimi, then Amy. How's that sound? Sure. All right. Because that's oh, the art. Okay. I'm on the left. But whatever. I am the alpha and the zeta. Alpha uh, and omega. Omega isn't the end. Mm. The middle. <laughs> but you're not the in the middle. Yeah. Anyway. On topic. Yeah, so the art process. Actually, this, this kind of depends on what part of the art you're talking about, because there's different aspects to the art. Um, if you want to go back as far as the CD, that was a lot of, um, we held, held votes, and, and a bunch of people did, like, the artwork, and we submitted it, and we tried voting on it, or giving people feedback to see, you know, how good we can get it. And then we ended up revamping it, like, two or three times, because we weren't just satisfied with it, even with the votes, and it ended up getting to a stage where we actually all liked it. And because I'm a workaholic and insane, basically, like, people would do all the art. I'd tell them what to fix. I'd go back and, and help them fix it or if they had problems with the software. Because, a lot, I, I, you know, a good number of our artists are actually very young. I'm, like, I think there's very few artists that are over 20, really. There, we have, like, three that are, like, minors and a couple of, like, fresh into college. And then there's a couple, like, like two or three graduates. Um, and so it's kind of like we're all different stages. So like the process is kind of like fluid. Like if they need help with the software or the art, then we all come in and do our stuff. And then for like the way the animation worked, it kind of started off with trying to find a style, trying to get everyone to be able to draw the style, figuring out what that style was, and then figuring out well what it is now, and then figuring out how to make the people who can't do the style as well do some form of work that would help the people that can do the style well breaking up backgrounds and foregrounds and coloring and whatever we needed to do to make things get done. And it was like a really, it's it's still kind of a process because we're still doing stuff that we're not sure, you know, because people come, people go, people have, you know, busy schedules and whatnot. And it's like kind of a timey-wimey thing. Wibbly-wobbly. Wibbly-wobbly. Timey-wimey. Just watch this be the part where everyone just exits out of the window. Oh. No, 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 this, this is interesting because I, right. I was a cartoonist for six months and I can't draw my characters the same way twice. <laughs> I have no idea how I have that same problem. That's why I'm on the coloring team. That's easier. <laughs> yeah. You said uh, Essa was nice or Amy was nice? Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead and think Essa was nice. Halloween gets it locked. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maxie was talking a lot about a lot of our artists being young and, um, kind of the lead of the characters team and I'm 17 years old uh, so that's interesting but as far as the characters process goes um, Maxie will basically tell us we need to do stuff and I'll put out a sketch since everything's my style anyway um, and then show it to pretty much whoever's on at the time and get critiques and stuff usually of course it's Maxie yeah. but uh, if she okays it, then I can do line art, and then I can send it off to Amy for coloring. Indeed. And that's the super exciting process. Yeah, the SS art is awesome anyway. It's so. all oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, and then with the coloring portion of it... Um, for the uninitiated, what is line art? Oh, oh it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're drawing uh, in you a link. style, it's like the pen lines... It's like if the entire thing was a coloring book. That's what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, coloring oh. lines, basically. That's a good... So, Amy, that's why don't you just... That's a gumshoe explanation. That's a good gumshoe explanation. <laughs> um, a good, uh, do it the, so, uh, I basically marks. fill out the coloring book. 
Uh-huh. And I assign I can't erase. It doesn't work. It doesn't use a pen. There. Sorry, I'm going to have to yeah. write down. We do it completely digitally, digital coloring. Um, we make uh, palettes so that we know what colors go with which character, um, finalize those, and right now we're working on um, turnarounds, character turnarounds, so it's like facing front, facing back, and facing side, all angles of the character, um, finalizing color palettes, and making things look pretty. And that's pretty I much the intro of it. I actually want to come back there and amend some stuff, um, just because I'm obsessive. Uh-oh, and I did something wrong again, didn't I? <laughs> no, well, you, you've left out. There's some like some of our um, artists that can't do the digital stuff very well because they're still learning it or they don't have access to the software. We'll do hand sketches and then scan their work and then submit it to whatever team, like character designs or background. Um, and for, for what we did for August Day, actually, um, and I'm saying this because pretty much after, you know, they're doing that on the side and then the background team was working separately, except I was like 90% of the background team. <clears throat> Um, and I was 90% of characters. Yeah, well, yeah, it was kind of mixed. But um, the the way we're doing like, the characters, so someone will do a sketch, they'll scan it in, and then we'll get confirmations or corrections. And I'll do some corrections, too. I don't have, like, and we'll, we'll do the style or we'll do the line art or whatever it is. Uh, and we'll, it's a lot of feedback. But then, so that's, like, for the character side. For the coloring side, we try to divide up as much as we can because, you know, you do have to make sure, like, the shading is consistent from frame to frame and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but, like, the characters, you know, with the outline, you know, the... the coloring book, you know, line art that we have, and then the coloring that goes into it, those are all done with those two teams. The background team was really complex, and uh, it was really hard to do because it really had the least number of people, and that mm-hmm. since some of the people had a hard time with perspective, you know Google SketchUp? Nope. All right, it's 3D software powered by Google. We had to download that and build our, our rooms in Google SketchUp. Then because we wanted an organic flow to the background, we had to then trace those things and the screenshots we needed, draw mm-hmm. them, scan them in, color them with the watercolor brush, that's our background. And that's why if you look at the August Day animation, the backgrounds are the way they are, because we had multi-steps in how to do that. Okay, that's so another it. another question about the art. So is this entire thing going to be like, how much art is going to be done for this? Because all we've seen <laughs> is art for August Day. It's like that's the entire not animation. Um, back on August Day. This is actually Take a wild something stab I wanted at how many to... frames are in August Day. <laughs> this is actually something I wanted to talk about uh, towards the end. Joel, who is my assistant director, um, and I were actually talking we about should... this. What I want to say is at this time, what we're really working on is storyboarding, uh, finishing up character design. They're almost all finished anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly the focus is on finishing the storyboards. We may have uh, something for reawakening for people to see soon. But uh, other than that, we really can't comment on that too much because it's a work in progress um but we're trying to produce the best product for you possible so and then um just because amy mentioned it too um because it turns out that only like one or two people knew flash and they didn't know enough flash to get a good enough result for what we knew or what we wanted uh that's why our musical isn't done in flash it's all hand done stills individual frames one by one backgrounds and and you know all the backgrounds are reused a little bit but you know, the characters are each individually drawn because we couldn't use the flash. That's why it's keyframed the way it is. Because we have 130, 140 frames, something like that, 130 or 140. Yeah, just about. Yeah, 140, I think it got to. Yeah, and that's just characters, and the backgrounds are another whatever. It's just one song. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, 140 frames when you're talking about a three or so minute song isn't that much when you're talking about real animation, but... Yeah. 
Yeah. But, but we don't question- have a studio filled with paid animators. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. So I got a question. Um, at, in the August Day song, then then at the end, there's, there's like the animation of Phoenix like sliding and he goes forward and backwards. How did how did that happen? That's Kukin. He's our British guy. He, he he's one of the few that know Flash and and Premiere and stuff. And Kukin's great. He is actually going to school for animation. He's from Wales. He's you know he's our you know. Uh, our guy there that knows animation, and he knew enough of like a couple little tricks that he that he kind of threw in in various parts, like making I think he made the the blanket fall, or he made you know some sound effects, or he made the bus move across, and little things like that he could do because it didn't require um, changing the model or the character. It was taking a set object and then moving that, so he could do that right, stuff right. without destroying the overarching image of the art that we had produced. So that can kind I of just stuff. say. Can I just say, I think it's hilarious you, you threw in, he's from Wales, like, as, as if by, cool. by way of explanation, if he's like, he's a project's standard Welsh animator. Welshie! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, let's move on. And yeah. just to add, I, I think he did all those effects in uh, Vegas, Sony Vegas, if I remember. He that. used three different programs to do various things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sony Vegas was one of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, he basically awesome. rendered the entirety of August Day for us. Kukun's awesome. Any other questions? Yeah. Or I, I hate to be the only person asking questions. <laughs> Paul, come up with a question. Oh. oh, we already used up my list. What? I do have something to say, though. Um, I'll, uh, uh, well, I got a question, but oh, sure. if someone wants to go ahead, that's fine. No, say the question. Ask go for it. Uh, just because Avenue Q came up, um, uh-huh. I'm curious sort of what your inspirations are as far as, you know, musicals. Oh, for me? Uh, right. Where do we start? <laughs> My favorite. Oh, sorry, go ahead. My biggest inspiration when it came to musicals was Turnabout Musical, the Phoenix Wright musical project. That's a good one. What? <laughs> what kind of musical good is that? Choice. That's the worst musical I've ever seen. It's pretty lousy, but I love it. You know what my favorite musical is? What? Into the Woods. Into the woods. Do you have a basket? I, I will. I will say right now. If any of you mention a Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, I will proceed to shout at you for an hour and a half. <laughs> okay. As far as Andrew Lloyd Webber, not gonna lie. When I was a teenager, Phantom of the Opera was like one of my first musicals, and I loved it. But now, when, more, when I was when a teenager, it's fine. Right. Looking back now that I'm older and hopefully wiser. I just, I think he's crazy. Like, I think Andrew Lloyd Webber is, I think he's like that, M.I. Shaman, where he's just gotten crazier and Andrew crazier. Andrew Lloyd Webber may be crazy, but I, I will admit, I have a certain fondness for Jesus Christ Superstar. But see, that was his first one, so I think that was before he was completely... And besides that, that's, that's a rock opera, not a musical, so... And this is, yeah. this is, regardless of any religious beliefs, whatever, we're talking just about music, right? And the show yeah. itself, mm-hmm. right? Sure. But I think that is probably his best work, and I think it's because Agreed. that was... His earliest work. So I think that's before he went totally crazy. I think it's like M. Night Shyamalan, where you see The Sixth Sense is a good movie, and then after that, it's like, it just gets crazier and crazier. I think I finally watched the Underbender movie. I was in my high school for that amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. Oh, yeah. Who did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat? Yeah, that was Weber. That was Weber? Oh, okay. That was Weber. My favorite musical is Les Miserables. I love Les Miserables. I love Les Miserables. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That, that, that was one of the big inspirations for me for writing a lot of the songs. Personally, I'm not terribly picky. Sorry, I'm a Sondheim fan. I really so like the Book of Mormon. Picky. The Book Sondheim. of Mormon! I, I need to see Book of Mormon. It's coming oh, yeah, to our I, area. Jill and I are going to go see it. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to expose Tri-Secret. I'm going to expose Tri-Secret. You know, my favorite, my favorite song in the musical, It's Gotta Be the Butts. It's the freaking Chocobo song, Tri! <laughs> it is not the Chocobo song. It's not. It's got a similar cadence. There's a similarity to it, and so I'm like, try. I think try video games are a big inspiration for you, period. <laughs> so we got anything else? I do have something I want to um, announce and kind of give to end this with. We have the audio for our official trailer. We're still working on the um, animation for it. But how would you guys like to hear the audio? That would be awesome. Yay. 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 Audio. Well, for the first time ever, officially, I think someone did it before, but officially, for the first time ever, we're announcing the Phoenix Wright musical trailer audio here on this fantastic Game Cola article. So, podcast, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever this is. The thing with the talking. <laughs> yeah, we got this thing with the talking and speaking. Thing. So, um. I think we hijacked, yeah. Yeah, we, but we hijack everything. We do hijack everything. We, we hijacked hijack- an entire con, for God's Yeah, we did, we did. We <laughs> yes, did. we did. We did. Oh, gosh. Guys, at Icon, we would run into random rooms, and if the panels were boring, we would take over them. We <laughs> 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 did. This is lie. This happened. It really wasn't. It really so, like, so we ran into the, one, and I just, like, in charge of half the panels. <laughs> I started playing Hangman on the board, and I think the one I wrote was Professor Layton in the Bicurious Village. <laughs> and my brother got it. <laughs> Your brother got it. <laughs> and then we did a whole panel on the fly about is Edrith gay, straight, or bi, or whatever. Yeah. And the conclusion was Forever Alone. <laughs> it was, wow. it was, it was even funny. better. It, that panel was even better because MM and I were both cosplaying as different. Like, I was young Edgeworth and he was older Edgeworth. And then we barge into the room at the end. And they're like, no, he's this. No, he's this. And it caused, like, this huge uproar. It was hilarious. It was, we did a mock trial. Like, uh, Lizzie Denning, uh, Lucas Poulterson, who is our assistant director and who I hope will be our Francisco if we ever do a sequel. Um, and she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But no, she went up there, and I went up there, and I was the defense saying that Edric was straight, and she was the prosecution saying that he was gay. We didn't even know we were doing this panel. We were told, like, go to a panel, and we just made this up on the fly. And yeah. I went up, I was like, my name is Claire DeIsles. I'm a defense attorney, and this is my very first case. So, of course, you know, I can't lose. And Lizzie goes up there and goes, I'm, I think she said, fanatic. No. She said, no, she said, I think I'm fanatic. I'm a prosecutor, and I'm only five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, and we we like called people up to be witnesses, and like I called one guy on who had a green shirt and a camera, so I randomly was like, "Older Cody Hackins," <laughs> <laughs> and and that name stuck for the rest of the convention. Yeah, everyone kept calling him that. People who we didn't even know were like, "Oh my god, it's Older Cody Hackins!" And he's like, "Leave me alone, I'm not with them." <laughs> and we even made up a character description for him. It said, um, "Job sells his old action figures on eBay." <laughs> <laughs> To Edward, he buys all of them. <laughs> but that was a crazy panel. That and was hilarious. At the end, the conclusion was forever alone. He's not gay or straight or bi. He's lonely. <laughs> I was so ronery, but Aww. I love Edward. Um, Don't get us wrong. He's one of our uh, favorite characters. We just we just love trolling him. Yeah. So uh, since you guys mentioned conventions, and this can be totally edited out, but I I I got to do some self promotion and promotion for my friends or whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, have you guys heard of Magfest at all? No. Yes. Yes, I know. I've heard of it. I went to uh, I went to last year's. Yeah, I know you did. Okay. You did. So um, I actually do a lot of helping out with Magfest, and it is the music and gaming festival. Usually, kind of it started focusing on sort of remixes and, and bands that were covering video game music, but it's expanded lately. Uh, but certainly, it's how you guys do what you do. It, it sounds like you guys would be a fit for it, so I, I definitely advise you to check it out and see if you can't score a panel or whatever you want to do. Yeah, send us a link or something. Wouldn't it be kind of late to get a panel there for this year's, though? Yeah, it's in like this? two months. Uh, You know, that's kind of how Magfest rolls. So. <laughs> Besides, Aaron, we're divas. We like kick down the doors and we're like, we're turning about musicals, so where's our panel? Yeah. <laughs> we're turning about musical, hire us. And, uh, and if they won't, and if they don't, yeah, hire us. And if they won't, we'll just run around to the boring panels and take over again. <laughs> Play broken picture telephone like last time. Yes. <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna have a cosplay contest, cause why not? <laughs> and why are it, we're, it basically it's like a crazy four day party, and as much as I hate to say this because it kills me inside, there are basically no rules. No, oh, no rules. Uh-oh. No rules, just uh, right. I'll have a hair to yes, chaos. Which, you which say no rules. So, so they people. can just, like, set up an impromptu uh, panel just wherever. When they say no rules, <laughs> people assume, like, this horrible, you know, d- deep, dark, <laughs> horrible Dystopian. thing. But when we That's hear right. no rules, Turnabout Musical assumes random musical numbers. My friend who run MAGFest last year had an hour-long panel that devolved into a discussion of llama dick. Just throwing that out. Okay. What? It was a discussion about whether llamas had dicks or not. Because oh. we couldn't find any... Oh, oh I, I heard that as one word. That's why yeah, I was I like, what? Right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> um. <laughs> right, That's disgusting, that man. Let's go. All the conversations. Any, this is why I'm the head of Turnabout Musical for that reason. (laughs) I think there was something uh, you and I were talking about, possibly doing um, in emails. Remember? Oh yeah. Okay. If if, if it's doable, if there's enough time, if not, you know. Turnabout Musical people. Uh, These game cola amateurs here challenged us to a sing-off. Oh. Oh snap, dog. (laughs) We each get to nominate one person. Michael Gray. Depends what I'm singing. It's a whole new world from Aladdin, and we've been assigned Jasmine's part, and I'm nominating either Aramnize or Triforce Bun. I nominate Aram. I like that idea. <laughs> nose. That's too late. Playing the nose we can't tell You have to do it in your falsetto. Otherwise, Mystery Matt, you can do it because you're Edgeworth. Oh, no, no, yeah. No. Mystery Matt, you do it. They love Edgeworth so much. You should be their Jasmine. Let them serenade you. They love you so much. I don't think the harmony is going to work too terribly well on Skype, though, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, That's Mike okay. Lag. Just, just compete. Uh, you can't it's compete. It's guys. Sing off. And uh, I think on our team, we need um, one of the Michaels. Uh, who, who is more up for it? Hmm? Which one? I'm, I'm all for it right now, actually. Mike Ridgeway, it is. What? Try. What if you sing Jasmine's part completely as Zoidberg? <laughs> <laughs> A whole new world, why not? A whole new world. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> no, no, no. Do it as Roger. Do it as Roger. Try, do it as Roger. Chocodiles, please. A whole new world. I'm hoping there might be some food. 
Oh, oh gosh! <laughs> Never switches. <laughs> Try, I got you some chocodiles. Got some chocodiles? Oh, man. And I'm over here. So, Try, his girlfriend Sarah, and our friend Chris, we drove all the way from North Carolina to Louisiana together. And the whole time, to keep Try awake when he was driving, I kept saying, hey, Try, you want some chocodiles? And he would wake up and go, please, these chocodiles. Oh, my God, these chocodiles. Like, Roger. So when we got to Louisiana, I bought him some, like, Swiss cakes and said, look, Try, I got you some chocodiles. And he turns around, and you know what he says to me? <laughs> Pretty sure I asked for pecan sandies. <laughs> <laughs> After a whole time, pretty sure I asked for pecan sandy. Goes in his face. Throw him back at you. That's exactly what he would do. So, Charles Nelson Riley is what you're saying here. Okay, so are we ready? Are we doing this? What are we doing? If you're gonna, no, 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 no. Aren't we going to edit this in? Or wasn't this Paul's idea? Yes. No. What? I'm totally confused. No, we were having a huge fight earlier on, and then we'll pretend we can put this in at the fight, say there's only one way to to settle this argument about whether or not the loss is a horrible parent, and that's with the single-off. I I think Jetty might already have a bit of an editing project here. I can handle it. No, that's not... Hopefully... You can you can easily pick this up and throw that there, and it makes it seem like we're doing doing the uh, the sing off to determine the battle. <laughs> All right. I can open your eyes. Apollo Justice was a good game. Unlike investigations, that one was really super lame. <laughs> it's the heart. I can't sing right now. My voice is still dead. <laughs> <laughs> you are so wrong. <laughs> Edward is the fucking man. Apollo Justice is just a little whiny bitch. Apollo Justice was a good game. Is so wrong. Uh, and if you're gonna say something sucky, at least you should try to say it in the right key. <laughs> I have two Please don't transpose. <laughs> Although I will admit, we are like shooting stars. We come so far. I think we can flat game Carla in the dust. <laughs> Oh, juicy! I, yeah. <laughs> you guys totally messed I, I up. I need a pitch fight. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. totally bombed it. There, there was the sing-off. Who won? Yeah. <laughs> I think you just did it. Stand out match, and here's the catch. By doing this, you agree to replay that game. No. Go replay it. Here's the fine print in the email. You know, there's no challenge after you beat it. It's like, oh, what clue do I use here? Oh, this one, right, okay. No, that's what I felt about Investigations. I was always four steps ahead of Edgeworth. He was the dumbest person I've ever seen. Investigations was way more tedious. I thought it was okay. Okay. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, I'm with Aaron. I thought You're it was like, karma. I'm like the I'm like the black sheep of the project because everyone else gets together and is like, guys, let's talk about how much investigation sucks. And I'm like, well, I I acknowledge that it has flaws, but uh, no, shut up. Yeah, yeah, like investigation is because when Karma it. has earrings, and you think that makes him a gangster. Okay, this is the only reason. Yeah, that's pretty much the reason. He's always had earrings. 
we had this in conversation. Fairness, even in, with its uh, flaws, I, I played it and I still enjoyed it. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I was just gonna say we we had this conversation driving to what was it? Was it when we were driving the Chick Fil A's that time? Yeah, I think so. I think no, so. Yeah. No, yeah, I remember yeah. that. We were also having this conversation back from AZ when you, me, and Aaron were in my car. Remember? Oh yeah, that was fun. And I was yeah, like, that, that, that was that, a fun yeah. drive. So we discussed investigations for basically the entirety <laughs> of a car ride from like the southern tip of North Carolina to Northern Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. we Maybe we shouldn't go there then, because that was like a four and a half hour yeah, drive. Yeah, I kind of faded in and out during that. I think this Apologize versus Investigations thing should be a completely separate podcast, which I will then win with another musical number. But besides that, <laughs> try and write it. Oh, no, no, try Paul, write it Paul will debate you. <laughs> Paul the crowd. Now that will be a podcast. Believe me, I don't have the passion of that subject that you hey, see uh, about it. Oh, we posted it, Richard, already. Is there any... Were there any other questions or anything? It feels okay, like we're sort of. I, I, I had some questions, but this this uh, conversation, Apollo Apollo Justice and Kay Faraday. Is anybody on that trip? What? No. Hey, God! You said it's happening. You just said Kay Faraday much older than Apollo. You just Guys, I don't know if you've ever heard. There's a big personality dialysis which like. Oh God! Please read it. Like. You don't have proof of that. Everyone always accuses me, but there's no proof I wrote it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, you said really I don't have proof. Did, Aram Nyes did a dramatic reading of that fic because he thought it was so funny. And <laughs> well, it's we were basically, in it, too. Yeah, well, we played, like, the girl parts for him, even though he does amazing women. But <laughs> he did sing I'll Be There that one time. <laughs> so, um, but besides that, true. yeah, we just, Kay Faraday, I think, was a pretty horrible self-insert Mary Sue. Yep, the, the thing that I have, with, and I don't want to hold it against the character, but the thing is, Kay Faraday was designed for one case, but since they liked her character so much in that one case, they tried fitting her in all of the other cases, and in a lot of those cases, it just didn't work. So the game suffered because of that, trying to make a bigger plot out of a smaller thing. And that's one of that's one of the many reasons I don't like the game, and I don't want to hold it against that character, but since she's such a pivotal reason as why everything else seems to have had a struggle, it's kind of hard to separate the two for me. Mm-hmm. And that's from Maxi. It's like they tried very hard to make a sidekick for Edgeworth, and you can, it even comes through in who she is. She's like, I am sidekicks. I am the, I am the sidekick of Edgeworth. And she's like, whoa, wait a minute. The thing is, the, the real thing is, and the reason why Pleading and I kind of struggle with this the most is, Edgeworth is, and, and yes, when he's in court, he shows that, you know, that strongness. That's because he's trying to, like, impress Von Karma, because he wants Von Karma to see him as not a horrible, like, failure. Because he's not family, he's not the bloodline, he's, so he, in court, he has to be this strong thing. But on his own, like, when you see him interacting with Phoenix and Nick, when he's trying to say thank you, he gets horribly, like, antisocial and, and bottled up and confused and stuff. And then to see him, like, having some, a girl that's claiming to be a thief so easily associate with him when he's never met her before is really hard to grasp. A character that would have worked so much better for with is if they used the same general overarching premise, uh, even without knowing her parents, because we know nothing about her parents or anything about her, her life situation, Emma Skye would have been a perfect fit. And that kind of bothers us, too. Because he had more of a reason to... I mean, the thing is, Phoenix, we get it. Phoenix is inclined towards letting random girls come with him to crime scenes. That's because <laughs> it's Phoenix. But Edgeworth is not Phoenix. And trying to fit that same formula just... 
was mm-hmm. really jarring because Edgeworth, you know, he isn't the type to let some random civilian tromp all over his crime scene, let alone one who's underage and who keeps saying she's a thief. He hates criminals. Why is he going to let a thief step all over his crime scene? I mean, he doesn't even seem to have much of a tolerance for Gumshoe, and Gumshoe's supposed to be there. So why would he have a tolerance for this random girl who keeps claiming she's a thief? It didn't make any sense. And we thought Emma would have made more sense if they really needed a female character, which I didn't think they did because they had Gumshoe and they had Francisca if they needed a girl, really. But if they really needed a cute female character to be, like, his assistant, Emma would have made more sense because at least she's his ex-boss's sister and he knows her. I'm going to stop you here because it's already... It, I can see where this is going. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Red, oh, I can yeah. see vast expanse of time stretching out in front yeah. of me. <laughs> okay, but what I've been trying to get to is... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's unrelated to that. What I've been trying to get on topic... Lady. 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 What I've been trying to get to on topic... No, 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 Pleady, no. Let her finish. No, I'm serious. What I wanted to close with was the trailer audio, so if people want to play that at this point. Yes. <laughs> on topic, it's That's more what possible than you think. That's you, and you guys kept derailing. <laughs> but no. What, uh, I wanted to talk about the trailer audio. What this is, it's an overture that Try made uh, with several songs, most of which Try wrote, but uh, some which other people wrote, and Try, you know, remixed for... Um, the overture. He put it together. It's really nicely put together. And then we put a whole bunch of lines from the musical over it uh, to make the trailer. So when we have the animation ready, we'll release the full trailer. But for now, here's the audio. So there you go. <laughs> Phoenix, right? You're late. You're that lawyer, Mia's partner. Phoenix, right? Right. I'm Phoenix Wright. Are you here about the morning, too? Um, yes. I'm a defense attorney, Phoenix Wright. Is this Phoenix Wright, attorney of law? You're going down tomorrow, Harry Butts! Is Phoenix Wright? My name's Mia. I'm an attorney. And I'm Phoenix Wright. Who I'm an acolyte. A medium in training. A spirit medium? With ESP and all that stuff? All the big women have a strong connection to the spirit world. Good luck, my boy. That girl's a handful for any defense attorney. Never mind fighting against the demon prosecutor himself. Demon prosecutor? Why, none other than Miles Atticus Edgeworth. I guess he was kind of lame. Edgeworth? I've heard the rumors about the demon prosecutor. They say there's nothing you won't do to get a guilty verdict. Taking on the vulgar tactics of your dead mentor, I see. Leave Mia out of this! She was twice the lawyer you'll ever be. You did great, right? <laughs> Is this what it feels like? To win? <sighs> I could get used to this. <laughs> Goodness, my boy. You startled me. You can't just barge into rooms unprovoked like that. Who do you think you are? Damon Gant? Listen, kid, I'm not the real Santa. I'm sorry you didn't get that rocket ship. It's not my fault your dad said no. Just please, 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 please stop. By using a metal detector, an actual person will not help us at all in this case. Ever. Captain finally decided to run the family pasta shop. I'm so proud. That was a colossal... We know! Well, I'd like to cross-examine the witness's parent, of course. 
I guess you were lucky to have the Fae sisters on your side. She's dying. Help her! Case closed, pal. You and I got a date downtown. No! Let me go! I'm not the killer! Help me! Help me, please! She was a first-class lawyer, too. Mia. She always knew Mia, what, what to, to do. do. Don't think you're getting away that easily. Hey! <laughs> you should have seen your face! Mia! Chief! I... What are you talking about? It's me, silly! Did I look like my sister? Maya, what are you doing here? I thought you might be lonely cleaning up the office by yourself, so I dropped by to help. Gee, Nick, you're really disorganized, huh? Hey, I... Wait, Nick? The Steel Samurai? Nick! The Steel Samurai just cured the evil magistrate with a samurai spear! Is that how you're going around explaining this? I don't see the evil magistrate's malicious mausoleum anywhere. Is it on the map? You know, it, it might be. Can't tell where a single thing is. Hey, a ladder! That's a step ladder, actually. What's the difference? You've got to stop judging things based on narrow-minded cultural assumptions, Nick. <sighs> you, the Steel Samurai, have disgraced me for the last time. Objection! I object to the witnesses. Talkative. This. What did you say, Whippersnapper? No! The samurai never loses to anyone! Ever! Congratulations, Mr. Wright. Mr. Ever. You two make quite the team. I've heard a lot about you, you know. She'd always talk about her junior partner when we spoke on the phone. Don't worry. We'll find the one who did this to Mia. We'll never forget this. Not me. Or my sis. Honestly, Phoenix. If I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. Maya? For a second I almost thought you sounded like... Never give up. Mia? I... I still can't believe it. I did it! Prosecutor is someone named Von Karma? Von Karma is a god among lawyers. He will do anything to win. Anything. Judge. This new testimony leaves no room for doubt. I demand you declare your guilty verdict this very instant. Did they teach you absolutely nothing in law school? In a court of law, evidence is required. Deny it. Deny it now! This whole time, after all these years, it was you? Don't waste time doubting the facts. Or doubting yourself. Just look at him sweat. You have to break through the fog of lies and deception to unveil the truth. We must always believe in our clients. The real challenge begins now, Phoenix. You're getting closer, right? Don't let him slither between your fingers. And at last, this case finally begins to unwind. I guess it made me realize none of us are ever really alone in this, are we? That's the spirit! Believe in your inner Gordy! I just wanted to be the first to say... Here's to the man of the hour, the one and only Nick. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? I mean, honestly, think about it, pal. Who knows where any of us would be without your help? Let's all hear it for Phoenix Wright! I've got only one thing to say. OBJECTION! 
To be fair, she has been trying to mention that for at least half an hour. Under? Okay. <laughs> no, and you guys um, keep bringing up investigations. I told you in the email, don't bring up investigations. Confession time. No, here's the confession time. It's on the rider. Excuse me, I didn't get a memo. <laughs> no, I, I have a confession to make like, about... Uh, oh. It'll ruin everything. No, but I have a confession to make about Ace Attorney Investigations uh, 2, maybe, which maybe, is not maybe, being maybe released no. here. Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah? I kind of want that game to be released just because at the beginning of Case 4, somebody tries to kill Kay Faraday. Is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that wrong of me to want to see the scene where somebody tries to kill her? But, but we know how that case ends, and that makes me want to rip out my throat. Yeah. I have no idea how it ends, so no spoilers. I so will, but I'm not going there. Makes me want to punch Edward quits law for her. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Being a prosecutor uh, for No! No! No, no, that doesn't happen. You are liars. You no, are I'm not lying. That's what I'm not lying. Prosecutor Miles Edgeworth no. chooses death. Okay. Oh, no. Over yes. a girl. Yeah, he, she gets really So Can I safely assume that that's everyone's favorite chip then? No. Yes. Don't go Yes, you can, sir. My favorite ship is Edgeworth Forever Alone. And then Larry Franzi. Guys, Larry Francisco would be awesome. You know why? Because Larry and Francisco would invite Edgeworth to dinner, and Larry would be like, man, Edgeworth, yes. last night I was banging the hottest chick. And he'd be like, Larry, consider your audience. And they'd be like, sorry, man, sorry. So last night I was banging your hot sister, see? And it was totally <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and Edgeworth would hate everyone. And if you tried to tell Francisca, she would be totally cocky and be like, you're just mad because I beat you at something, Miles Edgeworth. <laughs> so, okay, well, um... I tried to listen to all the songs from the highlights from Turnabout, from the highlights CD, and then come up with questions, but I forgot to write them down, so... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Game Cold Podcast. Yeah, what did you think I think I know what your question was. Yes, Tom did really tase both Try and I to get us to scream like that. <laughs> We had to do a lot of takes, too. I'm surprised you guys held I, You just kept tasting Try. Like, you tasted me once, but you were, like, going to town on Try. I don't know what that was about. I don't, I don't remember that well, at all. Yeah, yeah, because you got tased over and over again. Well, I mean, if you're going to sell it, I mean, you might as well go all the way. No, no, wait, wait, wait. So... What did you think of the songs then? What did you think of the CD? You listened to it, so what did I listened. I listened to it several times. I was going to ask um, questions about how you guys came up with the voices. I, I mean, were you picking somebody because they did a? I mean, how much did singing ability come into play with picking the voices? Because well, there, there was a casting. Um, there, well, there were a few casting uh, sessions. I guess, uh-huh. More than a few. Where basically, yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had line readings. Times. We had line, we originally had line readings for just Maya and Phoenix, and all the male, uh, you know, people auditioning would read those lines and they would sing whichever part, part of the song that we had, and same thing for Maya. And then after that, we began, uh, kind of narrowing it down, like we had several people that we wanted to audition for, like Red White. And so there'd be a portion, a portion of Red White song or, uh, lines. And eventually that's how we, uh, we kind of got everyone. Uh, but I was specifically thinking of, um, the person who plays Mia isn't here, is she? I don't want to oh, insult no. her. Mm-mm. She's not here. But, I mean, in the the Objection song, during the bridge, she hits, like, some crazy high notes. I'm like, yeah. Uh, oh, Mia? so the judge is rather old. It's I, oh, yeah, yeah. He's slowly yeah. getting vulnerable, and he needs some kind of sign. Yeah, yeah. 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 
See, you can hit it. I can it. hit those notes as well, yeah. but I mean, it's like, why? Who made the decision to make those notes that high? That was me because <laughs> that part yeah, so that was singing about the so Mia wasn't I'm originally like, an Alco. Yeah, I, I told her since she's singing about this whole game going bald and and uh, you know losing his hearing that I wanted to be as beautiful as possible. So hit those high notes. That's what I told her, and she did. And that's how we got that uh, ridiculously operatic part from that very interesting. Uh, well, a lot was, of yeah, the songs. Well, a lot of the songs were part composer. Well, most of the composers and lyric writers, and then the of course the actors, the singers always have some input. Um, and the thing with Mia was. Try originally wrote Justice for All as Mia's song, and it's kind of the theme in the musical. But I, I guess it's always difficult for our male composers to write for women and for our female composers to write for men, so ranges are wonky. And <laughs> yeah. that song was really hard because it had some higher parts, but it started really low. So we needed an alto to be Mia. And luckily Sarah had a great enough range that she was able to do the low notes and sound fantastic and ma- maternal, but at the same time, you know, strong and young. Um, she was a great Mia. I always wanted her to be Mia, personally. She was amazing. And when we did the Objection song, I mean, she just had such a great range that Tri was able to get her to do things like that high note in the Objection song. So I think while the song, we had a set idea of what range we wanted these characters to be, we were able mm-hmm. to expand upon that in the songs once we had our voice actors and we understood what their ranges were. Like uh, in I'll Be There, I added this random high note because I preferred to sing up rather than sing down because I'm more com- or I was more comfortable in my higher register. And in the same way... Um, Reawakening had to be completely rewritten because the song we had before that, which was Awakening, uh, was written by someone who had a very high male range. And while try, you know, he's a tenor, not a counter tenor, <laughs> and so he wrote it more to tenor range. <laughs> yeah, that seems to happen a lot with the vocal ranges needing to be reshuffled. I know when I came in, I looked at probably three quarters of the songs that I'd written, and I'm thinking this is either too low or yeah. too high. No, no doubt you, you looked at the jump. <laughs> Oh Lord! Here, oh yeah, that that was uh, that was a point of much contention among yeah. a lot of different people. Sorry, they don't know what you're talking about when you, when oh. you say jump because it's not on the CD. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what that is. What yeah, songs right. is Edgeworth in besides the one? Uh, he's actually. Hey, he's in Samurai Always yeah, Wins. Yeah, he's in Samurai yeah. Always Wins as well on the highlights. I put he's it also in. On in Samurai Always Wins because five people were singing at the same time and they're all singing different things. That's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it used to all... just be three people singing all at once, which was a little bit easier to handle. Yeah. But now there's like five and yeah. it repeats well, and yeah, gets more and more chaotic. For, uh, a one day more kind of vibe with that. <laughs> No, it was no, that, it was supposed to be chaos, yeah. But just the yeah, lyrics are up on yeah. the website if you want to check what they are. Oh, okay, I'll have to do that then. Yeah. yeah What's I, the website's address? Pwmusical.com. I made it a point not to have any lyrics repeat because I knew people would look up the lyrics, so I wanted them to be unique for every person. So I had a lot of problems with the I always enjoyed that about the samurai always went. That's what made the craziness of this courtroom very well. Personally, I like. I like it, too. I mean, it was really... Because it doesn't sound bad. You can't make everyone out, but it all blends nicely. And I yeah, think no, it's, it's just a, it's supposed to be chaos. You're not supposed to be able to quite make everything out. You can kind of hear Phoenix object, kind of hear Edward object, and then the judge saying, overruled, overruled, and you don't know quite what's going on. And that was the idea that it was supposed to be utter chaos. But um, getting back, M.M., explain oh, some right, other songs okay. and the jump. You need the yeah, jump. Okay. Um, do you want me to... 
say what other songs Edgeworth is think, in, or do the jump? Yeah, might, might as well tell them the other songs because they don't know, and then explain what the jump is. Okay, uh, well, the two songs that he's in in the Highlight City are obviously The Decree and Samurai Always Wins, and in the full soundtrack, along with those two, he's in uh, a song called Alone, which takes place in the uh, uh, with Edgeworth behind bars and Phoenix and Maya trying to convince him to to, to let them help them. Uh, and he's also in... That song now? That... Just finished. Yeah. And he's also in the big penultimate number tomorrow at last which is right going into the final dramatic courtroom scenario and uh he's also in a couple of the testimonies and it's i mean the role is mostly dialogue it's just i get a couple of really meaty songs to work with so uh yeah oh yeah you, uh, you get you get the single longest song in the musical and it's entirely you <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah, even my big musical number is has try butting in every few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say that is a hell of a workout to do in one go. But I digress. Anyway, uh, the jump. So uh, Edgeworth's big song on the highlight CD and in the show in general is the decree, decree of the prosecutor. And at, originally, as it was originally composed, at the end of the song, uh, he holds a note and then jumps up a fifth. And Wait, I'm afraid I have to interject for a minute. Yes. That, um, objection. Objection. Oh, really? Wow. The original, the original version is actually like it is now. Um, the jumping up a fifth. Was oh, actually that's right. Yeah, that was yeah, an addition. Sorry about that, Brad. Sorry about that. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, the most broadly heard demo, I suppose, was Actor Man's, which had the, the jump right at the end, going from the held note to a fifth above. I don't think and, they know what that means. You should demonstrate it. <laughs> yeah, sing it. Oh, uh, okay, uh, or so, I will. <laughs> just do it in a lower key, and you yeah. should be able to manage it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's hear well, this. At the end, it's and we'll meet again, Phoenix Wright. And in the original, in Actor Man's version, at least, he went up, right, or something that sounds a little less crappy than that. Ooh, guys, <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet. Another those example. Think anything uh, by John Williams, Superman, yeah. Star Wars, yeah. anything. Yeah. Another example is the the whole new world because I'm looking at the sheet music right now and it goes I can show you the world and I hold it then I jump up at this shining shimmering so that's that's a jump as well yeah it, it's it's really in the opposite direction to that but yeah that's a good example and uh, I a lot of people it was very contentious among both the forums and the leadership a lot of some people liked as the way it was originally composed which was just staying in a uniform note, and a lot of people really liked Actor Man's version. When I was cast, that was really the first major question that I was asked, what are you going to do with the jump? So I tried it three different ways. I tried it as it was originally composed, with the jump, and then with a crazy high octave jump that was ludicrously high. And I just did it for shits and giggles, mostly. Um, And the problem with the jump was that every time I tried it, even uh, getting as far away from the microphone as possible, I would top out the mic. <laughs> I could not do it. For the life of me, I could not do it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm making an executive decision. No jump. Done. Yeah. I actually really liked the way the jump sounded. The problem <laughs> was that it ba- it made it basically impossible for anyone other yeah. than Actor Man to sing that because yeah. he's got a ludicrously high range. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. the he one who does the uh, Grossberg, Grossberg songs on the CD. Yeah. He's Grossberg. Yeah. yeah. 
Listen so, I mean, to me. <laughs> yeah, we basically just ended up splitting the difference and had the strings in the background do the jump while I stayed on the note and really the best of both worlds, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of me still misses the jump, but yeah, exactly. I miss having to do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I still think MM needs to put some vibrato in there. So what was your favorite song for anyone who's listened to the Highlight CD? It's got to be the butts. Yes, that's my yeah. favorite. And oh, that, that leads me to a question. Is um, the guy who does Leary, is that his normal voice or is he singing in character? That's pretty much that's his normal, his normal voice. voice. Normal okay. voice. No way. You're, you're, yeah, you're kidding everyone, me. All the characters were cast for the audition and cast them, except for Larry. Because Larry, somewhere along the lines, because of that song, Larry became my favorite character. It's all tries. <laughs> It's all Tri's fault because of that song. And I had to have the perfect Larry. And nobody made me happy. Nobody was good enough. And I went on an internet-wide search. I just had to find the perfect Larry. I listened to tons of Phoenix Wright fan dubs, Phoenix Wright radio things, whatever. I searched everywhere. And I finally found an old, old uh, read-through of the first case on court records. It had been done forever ago. And I sent the link to one of our project members, Shawnee, who plays Penny Nickel, is also on the art team. I told her, I don't care how, find this person. And she, like, traced the source of it, found out who was hosting it, contacted that person, found out his email, <laughs> emailed him, and said, so the project head of Turnabout Musical wants you to be Larry. What do you say? And the guy, luckily, was very much like Larry. He was like, baby, whatever, for a hot chick, I'll sing anything. And so... <laughs> you got it, Pops. You got it, Pops. And so he's our Larry, and I love him. It's funny because, like, he'll be sitting around, like, outside or whatever, like, on his computer, and he'll take pictures from his laptop. And every time, like, he's cold or whatever, and he'll make this, like, face. And it's like, okay, that's a Larry face. This guy is Larry. He, he's posing like Larry. He's saying he's posing like Larry or whatever. And it's like, I don't know how we ended up with Larry Butts actually in our musical, but I think we have Larry Butts sketch in our musical as himself. So, but yes, he's fun. A little weird. It's fun. <laughs> Did you have any other questions in that regard, then? Other questions. I'll be there. Um, you've talked about that. Is that supposed to be a love song or not? Because no, no. I mean, I, okay. I let sort me... of get those vibes because it's a duet and they're singing about how they're always supporting each other. Well, that could be easily a friendship song too. Well, yeah. See, well I think I... the great, I think the great part about that song is the fact that it's open to interpretation like that, just like in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of open to interpretation. Honestly, so I, I think. I think even if you ship Phoenix and Maya, I think that would have to be kind of a future thing. Because at that point, she's 17 and her sister just died. And I don't think she's thinking about getting into a relationship with a guy she just met at that moment. I think at that That's time, good. I've met someone who understands me, someone that I'm going to fight for justice with. You know, I found a purpose. I don't think 17-year-old who just lost basically the closest thing to a parental figure she has is thinking about a relationship at that moment. So, I mean, if you do ship Phoenix and Maya, I think um, maybe that would be a future development, not at the time that I'll Be There takes place. Uh, I just don't think it's placed at a good time for a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> Doesn't right. mean one it's couldn't come, true. but I don't think that it's at the point of I'll Be There that that's what's happening. Another question. Um, how far apart would, say... The, the three songs, the Objection Song, Justice for All, and Reawakening, how far apart would those be like There's in the only... actual finished project? Because in the game itself, it's like a one-minute jump between the end of case number one and then Mia getting killed. And you have like three songs covering that 
time span. What well, happened? There's before the end of the, the first case. Kind of exact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happens is uh. <laughs> okay, no, so no, the objection song happens. The objection song happens, and then Phoenix starts to lose. And there's one song that isn't on this CD that will be on the full CD called The Rookie Killer, which Payne sings. It's really short. And um, Payne kind of gloats, and Mia asks for a recess. And that's when Justice for All happens during the recess when she tells him, don't give up. They go back in and win the case. And then as Phoenix is going home, um, we have Reawakening. And okay. I love how you're big. I love how your big moment to describe this the rookie killer song is it's short. <laughs> it's short. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's not, it's not really a song. It's kind of yeah. two lines. It's an interlude. Guys, it's the it's only kind of pain being jealous that everyone else gets to sing, so he sings something. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much only, it. It's the only song on our CD that has a real live woodwind instrument and not a computerized one. It has a kazoo. Are there any other uh, soundtrack questions? Yeah. Um. No, I don't think I have any other soundtrack question. Red, white, and you. Clever song title, by the way. I like that one. Cut. Cool. Uh, Little known okay. fact: I voice red, white. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> red, white makes the rules. <laughs> red, white plays the cards. If I could have sung that song well, I would have loved to take a crack at Red White, if only because my Red White voice is just a rip-off of Snagglepuss. (laughs) (laughs) You should have anyway. (laughs) Red White makes the rules. Red White makes the rules. I'm the king of the jungle. Funny story. Red White, since we were talking about Aladdin, Red White and You is very reminiscent of Friend Like Me from Aladdin. And the part where... um, Phoenix reprises Reawakening and says, Mia Fane, you all about your operation. That references another Aladdin song at the end. He says, No more will you paralyze with fear. Does anyone recognize that? I rem- I think of that every single time I hear that part of the song. <laughs> now, every in a whole time. new world. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what that part is. Lies with your unbelievable son. That's how Red White drops. No more will you paralyze with fear. Unbelievable thought. Indescribable feeling. Outtake. We need to have that as an outtake. Yeah, okay, moving right along now. Aram, you know what we need to have as an outtake? What's that? The... What was it? Where they're in the detention center and they're like, "But don't you remember, Nick, what Gumshoe said?" Gumshoe, <laughs> Ezra kept gazing at the window and going, "Roy, Roy, Roy!" Wrong, wrong, wrong! I do not sound anything like that. Crikey! <laughs> <laughs> we were saying like Maya and Gumshoe, whenever they imitate Ezra, should do a completely different accent. Like Gumshoe does a Cockney accent, Maya does an Australian accent. <laughs> no one can imitate Ezra. Even Jenny, Jenny do you think it's time to start yourself? wrapping up? Uh, yeah, I, I'm all out of I'm all out yeah. of questions about the soundtrack because I basically <laughs> listened to like the first five things over and over again because they were awesome. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, guys. <laughs> it's just me. None of the other game cola guys ever listened to it, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I listened oh, to it too. Um, How did I listened to it right when it came out? Am I prepared? I'm lazy. <laughs> You're lazy, but if you listen to it, it might inspire you. 
Well, then I will listen to it now, but before this, I was very lazy and very tired. <laughs> you can listen to it while doing other things, like lying around or playing video games. Listen to it while editing. You sound like an infomercial. I don't think any of the Game Cola guys play video games. Oh. <laughs> God, you know, it's just, it's just a little too right now. There are times when you'll feel lazy and... I don't know what rhymes with. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, need, I had to rhyme Depleted. that. Okay, no, seriously. <laughs> You are like two steps away from Mary Frickin' Pop. <laughs> and sometimes you'll see your game site and feel sated. There's no need to go outside. Stay indoors, play Phoenix Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mary Poppins. <laughs> no, that's from the soundtrack. That's just as well. You would know that if you listened. If you yeah, listened. exactly. Yeah. I've been singing songs. I've been singing songs to all my history of saying things that are talking about things that I know nothing about. So, and then getting showed up for it. But, hey, why stop Ladies and gentlemen, Mia Faye. Mia Faye? You're late. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> They had an interesting question, and I think you should answer it, Sarah. If Mia Faye could possess anybody, not just members of the Faye family, who do you think she should possess? Oh, definitely Phoenix. <laughs> she got to look at herself in front of the mirror and go, I'm a pretty, pretty boy. <laughs> no, she should just possess the judge, because she already knows everything, the, you know, the way the... It seems like she already knows the way the, the prize is now. So if she just possess the judge, done. Uh-huh. Done. That's the judge, and he'll just say, "Not guilty." Right. Sure, <laughs> every single time before the trial starts. They had a theory about why the judge is so dumb. Yes. And <laughs> you know, the robe would hide the gavel accident. So. We had a theory about the judge that, okay, follow us on this. In the future, old Larry Butts gets sent back in time to oh, prevent no. Phoenix from losing his badge. But he try and travels too far back, too many years back, and he's old and senile, so he doesn't remember what he's trying to prevent. He just remembers that it's something about that Phoenix Wright guy. And so that's why the judge is always picking on Phoenix, because it's old senile Larry. This kind of reminds me of that theory that uh, Dumbledore was actually Ron Weasley, traveled back oh, in gosh. time. Uh, oh, wow. Getting back at that pot of <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I wrote a fanfic where Pearl Faye went back in time to prevent Phoenix from losing his badge. She, got she did. <laughs> she, <laughs> the way she convinced Maya, she, she managed to get through by convincing Maya with the season six box set, the, the DVD of Steel Samurai. And Maya's like, wait, we've only, we just got season four. How do you have the season six box set? You must be from the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, that proves it. That totally but. proves it. Well, um, I mean, if we're done, uh, with we're done questions. with the podcast, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. Sure, we not? haven't even reached three hours yet. <laughs> I know. Was, that, was that the goal? I was gonna, I was gonna say, guys, I was just kidding about the three-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we this still need to do different. housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> all right. We, we, we briefly mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but I think uh, we need to let all the listeners know where they can actually find all the things you're talking about, your website, your songs, everything. DWMusical.com. The Highlight CD is available for download for free. That's 15 out of the 30 songs we did for this musical. <laughs> PWMusical.com. Yes, and you can find also, the links to the um, and forums and all that good stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the links to all of our, our DeviantArt, our Facebook, our Twitter... And any other sites that we have, like our YouTube, they're all linked right there on our site. So if you don't know them, they're and all linked to the forums, too. Everything's yeah. there. Yeah. So, 
DWMusical.com. That again is PWMusical.com. In case you don't know, it stands for PonageWinMusical.com. Yes, PonageWin. Because what else would it stand for? I thought it was Peewee. Pee-wee. <laughs> Try. Yeah, Pee-wee musical, there we go. Try. You've been demoted from Slice of Pancake to Pee-wee, apparently. Oh. <laughs> no, why? The reason, when we were discussing doing a podcast with someone, the reason I was like, guys, no, it has to be Game Cola, is because I saw the article where you called Phoenix and, by proxy, Try a Slice of Mancake. And it's <laughs> that's absolutely that's deserved. It's soft and fluffy, right? It's <laughs> soft and fluffy, and he's a lie. You know, it's only very recently that I realized I've already been interviewed by Game Cola back in 2009. That's right. Like, oh, yeah, that's former uh, Game Cola writer Zach Rich. Yeah, for uh, for Brawl in the Family. Yeah. Well, I tried, whatever. Funny enough, people recognize me all the time, and when they see me, the first thing they do is go, "Do you know Try? <laughs> do you know Triforce Bun?" <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Try. Do you want to uh, plug Brawl in the Family real quick while you're here? Uh, sure, why not? Uh, I do a Nintendo webcomic called Brawl in the Family, and it's at brawlinthefamily.com, and it's about Kirby and Mario and all those other guys. It's fun. I like it. You guys should watch Brawl in the Family. It won't make you smoke weed. That's, thank you. I, it uh, won't cause cancer. <laughs> Brawl in the Family does not support uh, pleading eyes' views on... Uh, you should all read Brawl in the Family. It won't make you eat babies. <laughs> or microwave... Okay. It really won't. You should all read Brawl in the Family. It won't make you make a five-hour musical about a video game, except on rare occasion. There are symptoms that does actually occur. Only, red, only one read in conjunction with Game Cola. Just like it's never lupus, except that one time. <laughs> Is it really a five-hour musical? We're cutting it down as much as we yeah. can. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. Oh, oh, yeah, for like animation purposes. Hours or yeah. so after the script was done, we've trimmed but, a whole bunch off. But it, it is going to be released separately. Like it's going to be released. Yeah. Uh, it's four acts, and it's going to be released by act. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like act one, act two, act three, act four. And act one is cases one and two. Act three is case three. Act four. You skipped act, act two. Act two. Yeah. Yeah. Act one is cases one and two. Act two is case three. Act three is half one of case four, and act four is case, part two of case four. There we go. That's how it yeah. is. In all fairness, um, you know, when, when fans would get together and do something like this, I mean, the whole reason it's this long is because every time we were like, "No, guys, we need to cut this down," everyone was like, "No, we have to have that part. We have to have <laughs> case three. We have to do that because it shows this side of Edgeworth." And yeah, that's. Yeah. So, yeah, I was one of the ones that's always rallying for the cutting of case three. But I'm outnumbered. <laughs> Does anyone else really need to go to the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's I, I told you, try. You should have gone while the art team was talking. Who cares about that? <laughs> and on that note, you guys are such jerks. Aw, we still love Glammy. Hey, the art makes the uh, makes the musical as far as I'm concerned. No, the music makes the musical. Well, well, obviously they both make the musical, but it was it was the uh, the video that I saw on YouTube that really drew me into the project. I have to say. There we go. And as well as the wonderful singing. You know what I have to say? Thank you for your support. We appreciate that. One more time, the uh, the website is pwmusical.com. Yep, Uh, you got it, pops. Hey. So check it out. Um, also, go to our website, GameCola.net. That would be cool, too. Uh, anything else, Jetty? Uh, I'm still on this podcast. I think we should vote for Best 
member of the podcast. And my vote has to go to Mia Faye for Sarah Williams, just for the Mia Faye, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they voted for you, best. Uh, thank you guys for inviting us. Yes. Yeah, you guys rock. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you for indulging us on this uh, our series of <laughs> well, letting us take complete far, control uh, out of your podcast. the longest podcast, the yeah, I was highest say. energy podcast. It's been really fun. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Glad we were entertaining at least. Yeah. By the way, Paul, you still never asked Diane's question. What's Diane's question? Uh. Okay, <clears throat> this is from Diane. Everyone listening? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, <clears throat> and this is to wrap up the show. <laughs> if you were about to eat a cookie right now, but President Obama ran in, stole your cookie, and yelled, I want a golden chocobo, then before he ran out, he gave you a phone number, what would you do? I'd hang up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would call I'd call the number and say, where's my dark cookie? So before he steals, and then he took my cookie. I'm not voting for him again. <laughs> so he gave us the number before, or after he took the cookie, or was that with the? It was just clarify okay. here. I'm, it was know. very specifically after he took the cookie, but before he left. I would call the number late. Try to call the number and complain. <laughs> I would call Pry's number and blame him. <laughs> I would call the number from a payphone. Like, where the f- is my cookie, you son of a gun? <laughs> I would make up some conspiracy theory you. about how he somehow got the chocobo from Try because it's got to be the butts is the chocobo song and so Try somehow behind this and it's all his fault. Also, he ate my cookies at some point. He ate my cookie that she's, Obama stole. She's shaking her fist angrily. You can't see it, but I can. I'm sure if I had a delicious, delicious cookie sitting here, I'm sure that Try would waltz right in and try to eat it. Like <laughs> get the half of it. Yeah, I would, but it'd be the explosive half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, that's it then. And on that note, <laughs> that's all, folks. Okay. Thanks for. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you asked for pecan sandies, try. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for having us, guys. It was lots of fun. Yeah. What kind thank of you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming. Yes, yeah. thank you guys very much. Yeah. It was Thanks awesome. For having us. You're welcome. Yeah. Someday we'll learn how to do professional interviews, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> so will we. So will we. Have fun editing that. Yeah. 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 Enjoy. Suckers! <laughs> it's fun, fun. Come back someday, the next time we talk about Phoenix Wright, if that happens. Whoa, 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 whoa. We have a lot it's of Phoenix Wright. Can talk about Phoenix Wright again? Okay, bye. Bye. Okay. Thanks, guys. Okay, yes. Thank you very much. See you guys later. Bye. 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 Thanks again, everyone. Farewell. Farewell. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Not asking the question about the waffles. <laughs> Do it. What about the one waffles about the pancakes? Waffles are better than pancakes. I agree. I kind of agree with. I will yeah, say, I waffles are better than pancakes. Crepes are better than waffles.
Ooh. I can agree with that, but I think... Yeah. Oh, I think oh, no waffles, way. I think, I think breakfast is breakfast. I don't. Crepes <laughs> was not on the list. It was waffles, think... pancakes, and French toast. Oh, waffles win. Oh, but I'm not I, a fan of French toast. Myself. Waffles and pancakes. Waffles hold the syrup. <laughs> I think nothing that delicious should have the word awful in it. So on this podcast, <laughs> I would like to suppose that from now on, we all call waffles thunderfuls. They're no, waffles. we should call them raffles instead. Raffles? <laughs> <laughs> it's not awful in it, though. Thunderfuls, guys. They're fun and wonderful. 